Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 24th of June. Coming up, rise in children being homeschooled in Kent. I started off with Google and I tried my best, but but once I got, got to a certain age, that was that was it. I just couldn't. I just didn't know what I was doing anymore. But former head teacher has concerns. The model needs to change. Otherwise, children who should be being helped by the system will become victims of it. And lack of funding for vulnerable asylum-seeking children. The support we get from national government for what we believe is fundamentally a national issue has not been adequate. Kent Online News. First today, there's been another rise in the number of children being homeschooled in Kent. At the moment, more than 2,500 youngsters are being taught at home in the county. That's twice as many as seven years ago and up almost 13% on April 2018. A report by education bosses described it as a worrying trend and says it might be down to strained relationships between parents and schools. Ish has been chatting to former executive principal of the Canterbury Academy, Phil Carnivus. Some parents will choose for positive reasons to educate their children at home, no problem. Strained relations is an interesting use of the English language and it is probably a euphemism. The strained relationships could, could be caused by a variety of factors. For example, one, parents whose children have special educational needs may well be dissatisfied with the fact that they perceive those needs not to, being met, not to be being met by the school that their child attends. In many ways, and in many cases, one would have to fairly say that one should have some sympathy for schools because the cuts to funding have made dealing with special needs children more difficult through lack of resource than it ever has been. This, of course, is of no comfort for the parent of a child who's got special educational needs. But the fault cannot cannot realistically and reasonably be laid at the school and the school alone. Obviously, all schools have a choice how to spend who they've got, but if those resources are limited. It has been the case, I think, and there has been a trend over recent years for special educational needs, in particular, to feel the brunt of those cuts more painfully than other areas of the school. So that's one reason. Another reason, it is also probably true to say that the way schools are held to account via league tables, the so-called Progress 8 measure, which incidentally I thought has always been ridiculous, and the Ofsted regime, which is judgment upon statistical data such as Progress 8, could be argued to be a cause for schools to take an easy option to persuade, stroke, pressurise, stroke, some parents to remove their child from the school role. Another reason could well be that a child may not behave in ways which are deemed to be commensurate with the learning of the majority of children at a school, and therefore, rather than go through an exclusion, which again has some consequences for that school, the school would persuade the parent or the parent would make the choice to off-roll, to remove the child and educate at home 
because educating at home is better than having a permanent exclusion on a record. Does the increase, it's, does that concern you, that there are more children yeah. being homeschooled? Yeah, of course it does. It, 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 it should concern anybody in education because the purpose of education is not to get children through qualifications. The purpose of education is to prepare children to play an active, constructive role in the complex society that they will enter at the age of 18, well, they're in, but when they will, when they leave formal education, that they will leave at the age of 18 or, or you know, 21 or, or 24, depending on how you choose to, to classify it. So it worries me immensely that there are children, and one suspects an increasing number of children who themselves are vulnerable or who are members of vulnerable families out of school. And a problem with home education is that it's largely unmonitored and I would suggest unregulated because the authorities don't have the resources to do that either. So essentially, you're talking about two and a half thousand children that we know about who are not in school. And that is effectively one very large secondary school. So what, so okay. what, yeah. so, so what needs to change in order for parents to, let's say, have more trust in the school system? It, it, it's in the school system, well... As opposed to then the, taking the, their children right. out and homeschooling? There needs to be a fundamental culture change so that education is seen as more holistic rather than being an academic race, which for some students is unwinnable. Secondly, school, the education system, should be, being, should be modelled on cooperation, not competition. Three, it should be recognised that there, there are lots of things that are valuable in education, and education should not just value what it, should, what it can measure, but it should try to measure what it should value. Personal qualities, self-confidence, being morally sound, are all attributes that go unrecognised formally in the present educational model. So schools should work together rather than compete against each other to provide for children in a locality because it does not serve the needs of any locality to have one outstanding school and two or three others that are struggling. Every child in every area should be the responsibility of every school in that area. And those schools in that area should work collaboratively to provide the best for each individual child, irrespective of whether that child's talents are academic, sporting, performing arts, practical, entrepreneurial, environmental, and so the list goes on. Catherine Halliday from Sheerness tried to homeschool her children and told us what it was like. I first began homeschooling in September, um, began with both of my twin boys, Maxwell and Alfie. Um, I found myself like Googling quite a lot of things, like, um, handwriting tools and um, pencil control and stuff like that so that they can copy over um, a laminate, laminated piece of paper. Um, I found that there was next to no support at all um, when I looked on the, on the web, 
websites and that council there was nothing really to help support especially as my children um, have special needs there was literally I was left on my own to guess what I'm doing really I've gone to a lot of parenting classes in the past and it's just full of people that have just had to give up and homeschool um, and we, with our situation it was a case of our children weren't granted access to a um, special needs school and I just didn't think they would cope in a mainstream school but at this point I've had to give up and send, send them to one because basically I've got no support and it got to the point where I didn't know what I was doing anymore. I've found that in in the bigger places like um, Maid, Maidstone and and the like there's a lot of like homeschooling groups like parents getting together having the kids go on days out and stuff like that so they're still getting the social experiences and when I took my boys swimming they said about that like in the groups there's a lot of homeschoolers there but yeah so they're still getting the social side it's just the just the level of support really that both the parents and the children are receiving. For me in particular, it would have been an, an idea of what to do, because I found myself doing the same old, same old quite a lot of the time. And like to know what, what sort of things your children should be doing at what, what stage and wait, ways to change the lesson plan to suit their needs. There are a lot of benefits to homeschooling, but only when you've got that little bit of extra support or when, when your children are at that level that you can compare them to the average child. Kent County Council say they do provide licences for online learning packages for key stages one and two. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a teenager has been charged with attempted murder after a man was stabbed in Gravesend. Police were called to a flat in Gravesham Court on Clarence Row on Friday afternoon and the victim was taken to hospital. 19-year-old Lemuel Lee from Rees Gardens in Croydon is accused of trying to kill him. Detectives are looking through CCTV footage as they investigate nine separate arson attacks in Thanet. Mattresses, rubbish and bins were set alight over a three-hour period in Margate on Saturday night. Officers want to hear from anyone with information and are particularly keen to speak to a white man in his 20s with short ginger hair who was wearing a khaki jacket. It's claimed a lack of funding for vulnerable asylum-seeking children is putting a financial strain on Kent County Council. Bosses have been holding a big cabinet meeting to discuss the multi-million pound shortfall from the Home Office. Roger Goff, who's in charge of children's services at KCC, isn't happy. Well, this has been a very long-standing issue and we are talking many, many years uh, in which uh, we have argued, and we're not the only authority to argue, that the support we get from uh, national government, uh, chiefly usually the Home Office, for what we believe is fundamentally a national issue, uh, has not been adequate. Uh, and that's been around for many, many years. And as I say, is not unique to us, though clearly it's very concentrated on a few authorities which have uh, points of entry to the country, as we have. Um, so we do see an ongoing shortfall, though it's also fair to say that I think very recently we have seen some progress in that area. So uh, 
Uh, although over the last couple of years, as we set out in our report to Cabinet, a lot, you saw a cumulative uh, shortfall um, of six, just over £6 million. Um, that is set to come down uh, in, the, in the near future or in the coming financial year and beyond, partly because government carried out a review um, of uh, unaccompanied asylum-seeking children funding. Um, it took them a long time. Uh, it took much longer than we expected or hoped, but it nonetheless did reach a point where it came to some conclusions. And in particular, the funding rates for supporting 16 and 17-year-olds uh, were increased. Um, and that means that we should see a somewhat better picture uh, going from here. That said, we still are of the view that uh, the £6 million plus over the last couple of years is something that we still wish to actively pursue. Um, and whilst the increase in support on 16 and 17 year olds is very welcome, uh, it is also the fact that we have a major issue on care leavers. So young people of asylum seeking background who came here uh, and who are now over 18 are what are called care leavers, but to whom we have ongoing obligations of support, as we have to all care leavers, whatever their uh, their background. Those who are arriving on small boats, uh, most of them are adults or family groups. Uh, there have been some unaccompanied asylum-seeking children uh, within those numbers. Um, and certainly what we have seen is a little bit of an increase in the numbers of unaccompanied asylum-seeking children coming into the county. Uh, it's not huge. It is way, way below the levels that we saw back in 2015 or even 2016. Uh, but the numbers of young people coming in has increased this year uh, by comparison with last year. It's running at about the same levels we saw a couple of years ago. So uh, the numbers have increased a bit. Um, the, the biggest impact, however, I would say in terms of financial pressures on us, and particularly this is true looking forward, relates more to the care leavers issue because uh, what we have is a situation where we have um, around a little bit over 250. Uh, the report, I think, gives a figure of 267 unaccompanied asylum-seeking children, so those who are under uh, 18 who are in our care. Um, but a much larger number, 895, is the figure given in the report for care leavers. Many of those are the young people who came to the county in 2015, 2016, have now turned 18. And as I say, we have a set of obligations to um, care leavers, not simply those of unaccompanied asylum-seeking background, but all care leavers, uh, which have been, and those obligations have been increased by government uh, in recent years. And there is still a funding gap on that. And that's the biggest issue for us uh, going forward. Well, the Home Office say they're working with local authorities to help support unaccompanied children who've now become adults. Kent Online News. An officer's been assaulted following a police chase near Swanley. The pursuit in Crockenhill ended with a 4 by 4 overturning onto its side yesterday. The officer was then attacked as he grabbed both the suspects before more units arrived to help detain them. After a warm, dry weekend, we're being 
being told to expect more thunderstorms. Yellow weather warnings are in force across Kent for the whole of today and tomorrow. Forecasters say heavy downpours and lightning could cause flooding and travel disruption. Almost 600 extra homes are going to be built on a huge new development in North Kent. A company's been given permission to add 589 properties on land they've bought in Ebbsfleet Garden City. Eventually, there'll be a total of more than 6,000 homes there, along with new schools, a park and shops and bars and restaurants. Four young men have been rescued after spending an entire night stranded on an old gun tower off the Kent coast. Lifeboat crews were called to Grain Tower in the Medway Estuary yesterday morning. They had to walk across mud to reach safety and were taken back to Queenborough. We're told they were unhurt but very cold. And video footage has been released of three one-month-old lions play fighting and exploring at a Kent animal park. The young cubs arrived at Portland near Hythe in May and are the first to be born there in more than 10 years. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.